Talking about six. Don Landry is six yards away from his sixth Super Bowl. And of course, for the upstart 49ers, they're six yards away from Pontiac. Third and three. The right side, possibly. Montana looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. with 51 seconds left. Dwight Clark is 6'4". He stands about 10 feet tall in this crowd's estimation. What's up, 49ers faithful? It's Zane Nackfee with a special edition of the 49ers Web Zone Huddle Podcast. A little abbreviated edition. I'm doing this one solo because, as you all know by now, 49ers legend Dwight Clark has passed away at the age of 61 after a, a battle with ALS and man it's just it's shaking the entire fan base like everybody has great memories of him everybody knows the impact that he had on the 49ers and the dynasty like he pretty much made the catch that launched the 49ers dynasty and that dominant run over 20 years and a run we probably won't see see again because as much as people want to talk about the new New england patriots and what robert Kraft, bill belichick and tom brady been able to do it's not the same because it's a different game than it used to be it was it, it wasn't as easy to put up offensive numbers and to dominate at a specific position right now as it was back then and the 49ers were dominant for a long time after being bad for a long time and the significance of Dwight Clark's catch was the fact that not only did they beat that Dallas dynasty and and end that dynasty effectively and launch their own but they also ended an era of futility for the 49ers from 1973 to 1981. They only made the playoffs once. And that was, that was the 81 season. And while this, the, the catch was before my time and before, obviously I was around before I, I became a 49ers fan. I I'm well versed in 49ers history and, and what happened before my time and, and that first Super Bowl and, and the significance of that Super Bowl to the city because the 49ers really weren't on the, even on the roadmap. Like when you, if you ever watched the NFL films, the America's game, basically yearbooks of the different Super Bowl champions, you'll hear in the 1994 version, Brent Jones talking about growing up in the Bay area and how the 49ers really were just losers. And his, his anecdote was that his brother got a jacket, a 49ers jacket in the seventies for his birthday. And his brother cried and his mom was like, why are you crying? And he's like, the 49ers, they're terrible. I don't want to wear this jacket. And that's what the 49ers were for a lot of people growing up in the 70s. And all of a sudden, Dwight Clark shows up and Joe Montana shows up and Bill Walsh shows up and and they figure it out after going two and fourteen and then they go six and ten and then and then they're in the Super Bowl in the third year of all of them being together. And I just you know, it, it the the impact that he had, that Dwight Clark had was was so huge. Everybody knows who he is in the Bay Area. He's a bona fide legend. And that is the most famous catch in NFL history because of what it meant. And it meant just as much at the time as it does today because we know what, what came after it. We know that it launched the five super the first of five Super Bowls and it launched that era of dominance and it basically made Joe Montana into this larger than life hero that that was like the David versus Goliath, you know, he, he, you know, slayed the monster and slayed the king. And, and, and it, it basically was setting the tone for what was to come. And 
you know, I, I hope that the 49ers fan base can continue to remember Dwight Clark that way and, and won't let his memory go away. Now, my partner, Al Sacco, put up an interesting stat uh, or set of stats, and uh, it goes as follows. So from 1980 to 82, Dwight Clark had 220, 220 receptions, which is second most in the NFL and amongst that span. And during that 81 Super Bowl run, he caught 17 passes for 269 yards and two touchdowns in the three playoff games. So his playoff line for his career was 48 receptions for 726 yards and three touchdowns in nine games. And in that era where teams didn't really throw the ball that much, it was more of a power sort of, uh, sort of running game and, and play defense and don't score a lot of points. Those are big numbers. And I was listening to Steve Young on the radio today on KNBR, and he was talking about how the 49ers, for the most part, in the 80s and 90s were known to be finesse teams around the league. At least what, that's what the perception was. And Dwight Clark was not a finesse receiver. Steve Young said Dwight Clark, like that guy, that guy took a beating because he was not afraid to go over the middle and make the tough catch. He was not afraid to sacrifice his body. He was not afraid to, to go up and get, get balls in traffic. And that's the way that he played. And if you look at any highlight tape of Dwight Clark, he wasn't the, the biggest or fastest or strongest guy, but you know, he could, he could, he had game speed and he could outrun guys on the field. And he was just a technician at this position. Uh, all day, I've been pretty much listening to the radio and different 49er greats have been on. And Jerry Rice was on as well at one point. And he said that he learned a lot from Dwight Clark when he first came in the league. Jerry Rice came in, in in 85 and Dwight Clark was his last year was, was 87. So we had two full seasons to be able to, to be under his wing. And he mentioned how big of an impact Dwight Clark had on him. So it's just, it's just, it's not shocking because we all kind of knew this would happen, but it is in, in, in the sense that Dwight Clark is the first really like iconic 49ers player of that era to pass away. And when that happens, it kind of makes you question your own mortality and, and when you start seeing people from your childhood, they're starting to pass away. It's just, it's just a really sad sort of situation. And I think I'm not alone in that. I think a lot of 49ers fans feel the same way. I heard a lot of people calling on the radio, a lot of emotion, a lot of people sharing stories. And Dwight Clark was one of those guys that never said no to an autograph. He never said no to a, a photo op. He was always willing to talk to people and share stories and anecdotes to the, to, until the end. For those of you who don't know, like they had weekly uh, lunches with Dwight Clark, like him and and a lot of his former teammates and colleagues. They would all meet together here in the Bay Area and and uh, in Montana as well, where ultimately he passed. And they would go out to lunch and they would just share stories of old times and and just ask him about his disease. And um, Steve Young said that that Dwight Clark was fully forthcoming about his disease. He would basically say ask me what you want to ask. Like, I will talk about anything with you. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to hide how I feel. And obviously uh, Steve Young was, was giving this story secondhand, like being there, right? Like he was kind of telling us, we don't know the full gravity of like what he was saying, but he said tears were shed and it was really, there were really heavy moments and how can there not be right? Like it's just, he was 61 years old and, and there's so much more life to live even at, even at that age. Right. And ALS is just such a terrible disease and it's such a, such a terrible foe. And, uh, for those, you know, there's so many other people out there suffering from it and, and other incurable diseases. It's just, it just seems like it's not fair because he seemed like such a good person. There are a lot, a lot of other good people out there that suffer from these types of diseases. And it's just not fair to them because they've got so much to bring to this world. And Dwight Clark was one of those people always had a smile on his face like that, that 
you know, trademark Southern drawl that he had from, cause he was from South Carolina and just to hear him tell stories. I mentioned that the, the America's game yearbooks earlier and, and the 81 yearbook was the first one you can find it on YouTube as well. Uh, as well as those of you who have like on demand TV, I believe it's on demand as well, but check that out if you have a chance. And when you hear Dwight Clark tell his stories, like he's just such a great storyteller and such a great, you know, media personality. He's a great person, you know? So uh, I, I'm kind of at a loss in terms of how I feel about it because he, without him, the 49ers are not who they are today. And, you know, he was, he was an integral part of those teams of the eighties. He, you can argue and say that he only had one 1000 yard season and you can argue and say that he, um, you know, he, he's not a hall of famer because he only had a little over almost 7,000 yards receiving. He had 506 receptions, 6,700 yards receiving just over that. He had 48 touchdowns in his career. And, you know, the, the, by today's numbers, they're pedestrian, but you have to look at the area that he was playing against and the competition he was playing against. So he was a, an integral part of the West Coast offense. And he'd be willing to run a three-yard route and get hammered at the line because he was, he was that type of guy. He was just a team guy. And he bought in to Bill Walsh's system and he was he was basically like the the best sort of representative of that system of the team concept. And for those of you who don't know, uh the story of Dwight Clark getting drafted on onto the 49ers was pretty funny. He was actually a 10th round draft pick and that's back when the draft was 10 rounds. And the 49ers scouting department went to Clemson to see their quarterback and not Dwight Clark and they saw him running running routes at the pro day and they're like, "Who is this guy? He's he's he can run like the wind and he's catching everything and he's you know, he's, he's this long, lanky, this tall white dude that's lanky that can run and, and somewhat jump. He's pretty athletic. And who is this guy? And eventually Bill Walsh did some more scouting on him. And they're like, oh, he's Dwight Clark. He's six foot four. He's, you know, he's a receiver. And they eventually ended up taking a chance on him. And that's one of the best draft picks that they had, that they had ever made. And I, I truly believe that the impact that he had on the Bay Area, it's, it's, it's never going to go away. I really believe that everybody will remember Dwight Clark. It's not going to be like one of those things where we just kind of forget the catch and like these other athletes that they have these big moments and you're in the moment and you're like, man, that was the best moment I saw. And then when it gets far away from that moment, 10, 10, 20, 30 years down the line, we forget it. I don't, I don't believe that's going to happen with, with what Dwight Clark did in the catch. And he was so much more than that. He was so much more than one play. And I think it's, it's an injustice if we just remember him for just that play as great as it was because he was, he was just a really great guy from all accounts. Anybody who came in contact with him, anybody who did business with him, he was just a really, really great dude. So, um, with, you know, we all have heavy hearts today. Um, by the time this airs, it'll be sometime, um, after he's, he's passed. This obviously just happened, um, today on June 4th. And, um, his wife had tweeted out from, from his account about the, about his passing. Um, he had the ultimate respect from, from other players, right? Like he'd be one of those guys where nobody could really get into his head. Cause he'd make a joke out of somebody trying to talk smack to him. And he was a great competitor because of that, because he didn't let things mentally beat him. And uh, to see him breaking down in, in the past year or so with, with ALS. And uh, if, for those of you who, who have been listening with us all the way through, you know, that we did a, uh, an opening to a show last year that was, dedicated to, to Dwight Clark because he had just announced that he had ALS. It's just, 
it was still so shocking to see him deteriorate at that rate. And it was just, it was just really sad because these guys are like your heroes. And, um, you know, usually like Al and I like to script out what we're going to somewhat script out, like what we're going to talk about. We'll talk topics, but the, the actual content, it will be unscripted. This is totally unscripted for you guys. This is straight from the heart. This is straight from uh, myself and I'm sure Al feels the same way. Um, you know, we're just so sad to hear the passing of Dwight Clark and, um, we'll have a normal episode for you guys. Um, hopefully a little bit more upbeat, um, and discussing good news. But, um, until then, uh, with heavy hearts, we say rest in peace to Dwight Clark thoughts and prayers with his family. And this is Zane Nackby, um, for my partner, Al Sacco with a special episode of the 49ers webs on the huddle podcast.